Hi, welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Amanda Toysher. And I'm Sarah Whitus. And I saw you this weekend, Sarah. I know. We uh, got to hang out IRL briefly. Yeah, in a city that neither of us live in. <laughs> it's a city you might have heard of called New York. The Big Apple. Yeah. yeah we went, the Windy we went, City. We hung out in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much just fine. in Long Island City. But yeah. Um, it was a really fun wedding. And it was fun. We were at a yeah. wedding. We got to see each other. And I guess we didn't really talk about television, actually, at all. But no. I did mention this podcast to like three different people. So Oh, good. So maybe we have three new listeners right now. Yeah, I'm just putting it out there. Um, that could be cool. That would be you... like That would be like 30% of our listeners. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they were at least nice enough to tell me to my face at this wedding that they would listen to it. So. <laughs> oh, how good. How good yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I didn't get to watch much TV this weekend, obviously, but it's been a couple weeks since we last talked, and that means there have been plenty of other opportunities to watch TV. Did you watch anything in the past couple weeks um, worth I... noting? I did. I got to, I was, previous to us being in New York, I was home um, with my, I was home for Passover. Never heard of it. (laughs) Real hooey Jewish holiday. (laughs) It's the themiest Jewish holiday. Well, second to Hanukkah. I agree. I agree. It is, it's up there with Hanukkah um, because like the other big, like the biggest ones are really like Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, but like no one, no one actually like... You know, no non-Jews know what those actually do. So, well, you, you know about the time that I just didn't go to class my freshman year of college on uh, Did you, like, assume Yom Kippur. there was no? <laughs> yeah, it was, like, a weekday, and I was, like, I was just like, oh, well, there won't be classes, because we always had Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah off in um, my public school district growing up. And yeah. I just, like, didn't show up to class, and then a friend, like, who was in the same dorm as me, like, came up to me, she's like oh, like, why weren't you in class? Do you need my notes or something? And I was just like, it was, it's it's Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur. I forget which one it was. And she was like, oh, sorry, I forgot you're Jewish. And I was like, I'm not. (laughs) And then she goes, wait, what? And it was like, there's this moment where we're just staring at each other in the dorm hallway. Like one of us is wrong about something. (laughs) Turns out it was me. It was you. And they're like, yeah, you don't do that here. I just full on didn't go to class. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, I often use holidays spent at my parents' house as a um, excuse to watch a lot of television, which I did. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I had already been catching up on some other stuff, but one thing that I caught up on, well, one thing I caught up on specifically at my parents' house, because I got my, and I think I got my mom into it and mentioned, like, mentioned it to, like, several other people was what we do in the shadows. Um, yes. Which I have you to thank for turning me on to that. And now my mom has you to thank for both oh, of us. Oh, welcome. Welcome to the Vampires Club, Gail. Oh, my God. It's really good. I it's mean, so we, already, funny. we already talked about it. I mean, you talked about it last last yeah. episode, so we don't really need to go into it. But I just want to reiterate um, that it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I was kind of weirdly surprised by how fresh the humor was. You know what I mean? Like it was, it doesn't feel 
like retread from the movie or anything. It's really every episode is just really funny and especially because that style is easy to exhaust. Also, like yeah. you know, I mean, we were talking about this last time with workplace comedies. You know, in the vein of especially the docu style. You know, of, yeah. But um, I agree. It feels really fresh. It's really funny. They don't lean too much on the like you know the the to camera confessional parts of it i think they right it's a very set up heavy show and i think that's really funny i think the one um i think there's a new episode actually the night we're recording this but the other most recent one is the one where they go to the nightclub the vampire nightclub with nick roll um (laughs) they're like the staten island vampires going into manhattan and they're like they're wearing like all these old capes and like victorian (laughs) clothes and like all the vampires in manhattan are like we dress like normal people, just a little m- bit more cough. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really good. That episode was great. The part where Nick Kroll is um, introducing his whole like coven of vampires, <laughs> <All the> names. <laughs> and it's like forty-five. You know that is just like the four of them. But I haven't even introduced you to my crew, the Leatherskins. Of course, that's Big Vlad behind you, Abaddon, and Pusa. We've got the Freak Sisters over there. They're two sisters and they're not related. That's Little Vlad. The guy's a fucking maniac. We've got Mr. 50s. We've got S, and that's because her name is Sarah. We've got Evil Steve, Freak Fest Tony. Ah, there he is, Black Vlad the Exsanguinator. And of course, the Silent One. We keep going over there. We've got Asian Mike. That's Chunt. Jane the Soulless. Elgrad the Fifth. Horvok the Pitmaster. Gunfrapple and his brother Krillsack. It's Wesley Sykes. Desdemona the Shrieker. <coughs> yes. There's Len, my accountant. And of course, Count Rapula. 300 years living in New York, son. I didn't start rhyming until 1991. It's really funny. I recommend it strongly i tend to not think of fx as a i just feel like everything i watch on fx is like very heavy and um yeah. what we do in the shadows is is a, a nice departure from that although the other one of the other shows that i caught up on actually is probably um you know uh one of i think one of my other favorite kind of heavy-ish kind of funny-ish fx shows which is better things um which I think maybe I had mentioned after it the season started um, a, a month or so ago, but yeah. I just it's almost over now. There's like maybe one. Oh, that's crazy. One or two episodes left. Um, and I caught up on all of the ones that have been so far. And it's just so good. And Better Things is like always one of my favorite shows of the year when it's when it's on. And uh, it's this just is very third. well acted and well written. It's really well done. And I mean, this is the first season, the third season, um, where, you know, Pamela Adlin really took the full control, full creative control of the show after they, you know, kicked Louis C.K. the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um... And, you know, I, I was, have been reading a lot that, you know, there's a lot of those big promotional blitz with the show and she was just, you know, she was terrified. Um, I think understandably she had, you know, conceived the show with Louis C.K. and he had written a lot of episodes. I think, you know, really some of the, some of the best ones. Um, and I think, you know, she talks about how she was, Pam Island was just really scared, you know, but also like, you know, this is my shot. I'm going to like. Now yeah. I now I'm gonna really 
now I got to really do this thing. Um, and it's really going to be mine. And I, that's, I just think that's awesome. And the show is, hasn't suffered at all. I think it's still great. It's like maybe the show that I watch that just kind of makes me think the most about interesting getting older and, Oh, I see. Like, yeah, getting older, but like also like, just having kids and like having a family and what it would actually be like. And it just makes me think about a lot of things. And I, in a, in a good way, those kind of shows are rare specifically for middle-aged women. Like, you know, something we get to see that often. Yeah, absolutely. And I really think this is, I mean, it's a, it's a look at a very privileged family because uh, Pamela Adlin's character is rich. I mean, she's a very successful actress um but i also think it's really one of the best i mean i struggle to think of other you know portrayals of like single motherhood that are as as affecting and as um authentic as this i mean which is again like pamela adlin's actual story like she actually you know was an actress a single mother with three daughters and um I I just love it. The relationships with each of her daughters are so different and interesting and it really just comes across they kind of get different episodes that are, you know, dedicated to different kids but also kind of her work, which I think those episodes are really great. Um anyway, love better things. I also caught up on a show that I talked about when its first season uh premiered last summer, The Shy. Um Yeah which is Lena Waithe's uh, show on Showtime. Um, I don't think there's anything else I watch on Showtime. So, um, I don't Showtime. I mean, I, I think, you know, there generally aren't a lot of reasons to. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. you know, like I, I, Showtime has always been sort of the punky, uh, you know, like kid sibling to like your other you know, your HBO or whatever, but, um, this show's really good. I had some issues with it in its first season, I think with the pacing and, and, um, also I remembered that one of my big issues with it was that the women weren't given really enough to do. Um, I think that is still an issue. Um, but I think that there's still not a ton of bigger like bigger meteor roles for the women on the show but the roles that they do have um i think have been greatly um like are being further explored in the in this season there's only been a three mm-hmm. episodes um but they also did bring in a couple of new characters like this detective um a couple of new female characters which i think is it feels more balanced to me um you know i think these shows that are like it's the type of show that has a really sprawling big cast where like not everyone is in every episode, you know, um, with a lot of ongoing plot lines. And I think, you know, again, with that kind of show, not everything is always going to work. Um, but I find this show just massively entertaining. I think it's gotta be one of the most relevant shows on TV. Um, you know, it's really, Mm -hmm. it's focus on, everyday violence in Chicago, but I think also how that violence can be traumatizing. Like, you know, literally like we think of, you know, like for people who live in neighborhoods that experience a lot of violence, like, you know, I think that a lot of people have this interpretation or, or, or feel like feeling that like 
it's just it's just the way it is in a neighborhood you know Mm -hmm. that is like plagued by violence like people just deal with it but like it's obviously like horrifically traumatic to see shootings happening see people that you know dying constantly and um this show really explores some of that what it's like to live with that violence every day and and the impact that it has on on your um mental and emotional state which i think is fascinating i think this show's great lena with i you know she rules i can't mm-hmm. wait to see what else she comes out with but the shy is great i think that you i believe you can watch the first season on hulu um and i think it i i definitely recommend uh catching up on the first season because the second season i think is really found it's is finding a great flow and it's just really entertaining to watch and i i get totally wrapped up in every episode so i recommend that one i yeah again i think it's on on hulu um and then i assume when this one ends uh the second season will also end up there so um that is what i've been watching cool yeah um well i didn't watch anything quite as heavy as that um and i mean i watched like the first two episodes of the new sabrina okay i forgot that this was coming back yes I don't even know why I did it. I think I had too much wine one night and it was like, it was the first thing advertised to me and I just pressed play. Um, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't, I don't know. And I don't know if I'll watch more than those two. I mean, I'm only in it really for the adults in it. Like, uh, Do you, Miranda was it, Otto and Michelle Gomez. Like they're just giving were, it their all. And they were still living up too. Yeah. They're the great. The teenagers are boring. I still don't like Kiernan Shipka. Not personally, I'm sure she's fine. Actually, I'm not sure of that. She's probably kind of annoying in person. But like, but maybe she's fine. I don't know. The point is, Kiernan, if you're listening, I don't know you. Call. Call me and like, let me know what you think. But um, I don't think you're a very good actress is what I am saying. But I wanted to like this show so much. I did too. And the, the intro season. is so cool. And like, I just want it to be great. But the teenagers, poor casting. Yeah. Yeah, I. Or at least I'm, I'm a little surprised. Could, uh, also Sabrina. for a sh- well, also for a show that seems pretty expensive to me. This is one of those shows that I wonder if it's gonna. It seemed like it got. Didn't it seem like? I mean, the, the first season was like just on, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like over the holidays, wasn't it? They must have like churned this puppy out, like, I mean, real quick, or they shot two seasons at once. I don't know. Um, that's interesting to me because it seems like. Uh, yeah, it couldn't have been on more than, maybe it was, I guess it was maybe on at Halloween. I mean, that was only six months ago. Oh, so like, yeah, but that was maybe only six months right. ago. Maybe they shot a bunch of stuff at once. I, I don't think know. they must have. Um, yeah, because it seems like, it seems unlikely to me that Netflix would have been like, just churn that one into no, 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 production no. immediately. So I don't know. We'll see if it gets more. I'm like. I feel like I'm a little bit. It's not getting the hype this time around that it got. No, I, yeah. So either. anyway, I watched a little bit of that. Um, I definitely finished Superstore as promised. Um, watched all of it, um, and now I'm all caught up. Um, I still think that show is great, and it got even more serious about like workers' rights and issues like that in the oh, cool. current season, which is really fun. Cool. Um, Especially and... relevant because of there being like, I don't know, I just, it's interesting because I live in Boston where there was just like a stop and shop strike. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, a successful strike and like 
um, I don't know. It's like if if it gets that's interesting to hear that like in its current iteration it gets a little more into sort of like, um, yeah. The, the well, you know, and like today, stuff. I think union um, unions have a higher favorability rating than they've had in a long time, but especially with young people. Sure. Um, you know, baby boomers still continue to ruin things, but millennials have like a pretty high favorability um, perception of of unions and organized labor. So mm-hmm. I think, and you know, whoever I forget the names of all the people behind the show, but it's um, what's his face from the office? Like, it's a bunch of it's they're they're millennials, right? They're old millennials that are making this show. So right, yeah, um, elder elder millennials, or 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 like motivated gen xers who knows Mm -hmm. but anyway um so i finished that that was really good um i watched just the first episode of killing eve i actually something i had forgotten when watching it was how i had i thought i was like i'll binge this but i forgot how actually it's such an enjoyable and funny and great show and the characters are so good but villanelle's sociopathy is actually really disturbing sometimes and you, yeah. I was brought into that very quickly in the first episode of the new season. I had kind of, I expected it to be much more of like a fun little romp. And then I was like, oh no, she's killing a child. And like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, and I knew it was going to happen the whole time too. I wasn't like surprised. I was like, she's going to kill this person. But um, when it happens, you're still kind of like, oh, that's kind of so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. The, um, so I've been watching Killing Eve also. I think I'm, I'm caught up. There's been three episodes so far, so I won't Yeah, so I'm into... just, I'm only done one. But... Yeah. The first, um, the first couple are, are, are a trip. I, I, I think, you know, so Phoebe Waller-Bridge not involved in this season. Uh, I think we mentioned before, but she went off to do the second season of Fleabag um, and left the show in the hands of a writer named uh, Emerald Fennel, which is an incredible That's name. Such a great name. That is, Emerald, a, that is what you would call a name. Emerald Fennel. I mean, like, like the vegetable. I love it. Like the it's like a specific strain of fennel. Like, yeah. oh, and over here we have our emerald fennel. Right, right. It sounds next like an to heirloom. the ruby fennel. fennel. Yes, yeah, like an heirloom variety of fennel. I love yeah. it. <laughs> um, I, so yeah, I mean. Emerald, I, if you're listening, we're sorry. We do really like your name. No, we love you. I think you're great. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's been doing a really good job of keeping the tone and the like, I mean, most importantly, you know, I think the wit of. Yeah. The show, right, and that balance between despair and, um, you know, just total darkness and and the weird, you know, fun psychosexual drama between between even Villanelle. That's definitely so still going strong. Like psychosexual and psychosexual. I'll be interested to see what you think of the the in the first couple episodes the relationship between Eve, uh, Eve and her husband Nico um, also kind of starts to which I think sort of fell started to fall a little more towards the wayside at the end of last season but definitely comes back strongly um, in the first few episodes. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Um, you know, Eve's kind of a real dick honestly yeah and well she's going through something she is uh it definitely you're you're left with 
I'm left with after the most recent episode a little bit of like you know, um, what are you what are you doing here? You've like that also you're... makes me realize like you know I something I was thinking about after watching the first episode was just that there's such a contrast between Villanelle and Eve, and Villanelle is this psychopathic um, person. She feels no empathy. She um, can act her way out of anything. She relies on people's, like, strangers' charity and goodwill to get her out of jams, you know? Mm -hmm. She's, you know, and that's what makes her a very good assassin. Mm -hmm. And then there's Eve, who, you know, is this analyst, and, um, you know, something I was thinking of in the first episode, because Eve's kind of losing it, where she thinks she killed Villanelle at the end of the last season. She had stabbed her while they were lying in bed next to each other. And then mm-hmm. that was kind of the end of the, the episode. So and Eve's kind of losing it. She gets back to London and she's going crazy a little bit. And I kind of, I was thinking while I was watching that episode, just like, Eve is not cut out for this kind of work. I mean, maybe we'll see her, I have a feeling this season we'll see her become more cut out for it, you know, become a little bit more ruthless. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was her all along. Maybe that was, you know, just underneath the surface. Sure. But right now there's this huge contrast where you're kind of like, well, you know, I don't think you'd be a good assassin. You, you, she definitely, you know, fetishizes it a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm curious where this will go. I, um, I can't wait for you to watch the second episode, which, uh, Features Julian I mean, Barrett. I'll probably watch it tonight. Yeah, it features Julian Barrett, from which is so exciting. Mighty Boosh. Uh, he is, whew, really wild. Do you think anyone else would pick up a girl like you, give her a roof over her head? You thought I'd be an easy target, didn't you? Thought you'd take advantage of the Good Samaritan. I see what you're doing. Don't think I haven't noticed. Playing the innocent. Batting your eyelashes, getting me to wait on your hand and foot, feed you, look after you, give you everything you want. What do I get, hmm? What do I get? Nothing! Nothing! Why don't I get anything? It was a surprise! I, I didn't want to tell you. What are you talking about? I was on the phone to a bakery. I was ordering you a cake. <laughs> that episode is a trip. I mean, I think somebody else kind of was talking about the relationship between Eve and her husband you know what's kind of interesting I was thinking about is like how it's sort of a gender reversal you know like a lot of times it's Mm -hmm. the male character who is you know it's basically always the male character and like you know who's like flying off the handle you know like and then it's like gotta be the like wife who's like you know hey they must think about our relationship, think about our family, et cetera, you know, like on Breaking Bad. Um, that's kind of, this is kind of the opposite gender dynamic that they had there where like, you know, he's just out trying to like bring, you know, he's like bored with his life and trying to bring some, you know, crazy shit into his life. And now I'm really living, you know, like, and, and then it's like, Oh, but you have all these responsibilities like to, you know, and that's kind of his, you know, valid concerns, obviously from, uh, from his wife. And it's kind of the opposite dynamic here with Nico, which I, which I think, um, even though, you know, that's 
Nico, I'm like trying not to let myself think like, Nico, you're being boring and wet blanket. But like, because that's not what I would want myself to say to, you know, the 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 like kind of if it was reversed like the the woman character in that situation so i don't know i just think like you know again like killing eve turned a lot of things a lot of our conventions on their heads um and and i appreciate it for it yeah yeah um yeah so that's kind of what we've been watching but i think the main thing we want to talk about um is a show that we've been talking about since the beginning of this podcast and that just wrapped up its fourth and final season and that is crazy ex-girlfriend um you were much better about watching the most recent season i kind of got weirded out at points in the third season and then missed started again in the fourth and then missed the majority of the meat in the middle but i did watch um the last five episodes of this season because those were the ones that were available on uh the cw website yeah and honestly um, i think they're like the only ones i feel yeah. like i the only thing i think because i i think i also maybe missed one or two when they got taken off of the cw website um however uh i think that one of them included um, a really great, I will say the only thing that, uh, kept me from, like, I, I was able to just watch the songs from those episodes cause they are on YouTube, like on this, the crazy ex-girlfriend yeah. channel. And one of them, I'm really glad that I watched because it's the play off of, uh, La La Land where they basically recreate. Oh, I haven't the, seen that. <laughs> it's pretty great. I forget. I think the song, what is the song called? I forget. It's something like it's, it's, the song is about Rebecca getting on antidepressants, um, it's, so it's a number with, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Dr. Uh, Acopian. The, yes, Dr. Acopian. So it's actually a, a great number. The most oppressed character in television. I know. And so this is like, she, this is like such a great number for her. And it's this big number with Rebecca and Dr. Acopian. And it's basically a shot for shot parody of the opening number of La La Land, um and and apparently even a lot of the dancers were the same dancers oh funny so anyway highly recommend going back and finding that one uh on youtube but anyway i kind of agree i think the last couple episodes really you get the gist uh if you those are the only ones i watched too but um i loved the end of crazy ex-girlfriend so worked uh, for me yeah i think i would have liked it more if i hadn't watched it first so I, I, the CW lists the episodes in, you know, from newest, like most recent to older and which, you know, makes sense. But I was, you know, reading left to right. And I just decided to start with that one thinking that was the oldest available and did, got through the majority of the episode thinking like, what is this overwrought nonsense? Why is this being so serious and silly? What dates is she talking about? Like, I don't understand any of this. And where is the the music I was so disappointed and I hated it and I feel like if I had watched it I ended up going back and then watching the preceding episodes but I feel as if I had watched it when I was supposed to I probably (laughs) would have appreciated it more so I can I can join with you in thinking it's great very intellectually right yeah I did not emotionally respond to it as I was watching it that is unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could rewatch it, but I found the whole thing so tiresome while I was watching it that I don't have any desire to do that. So I just am revisiting it in my head, you know, trying to take it with new eyes. 
I really like the last episode. I mean, so we kind of get set up. There's like the second to last episode is like this setup where um, we get we get told that like kind of each of Rebecca's you know great loves is gonna take her out on a date and like you know we'll see who she loves the most or who she wants to be with. I think it's like it's clearly a ridiculous concept. I yes didn't mind i mean it's just sort of right it's like very fan service like we gotta see her with each of these each of these guys josh and greg and Nathaniel. right and i know that that's what and the whole point of the show is that it's not that there's a lot of suspension of disbelief that you're doing both in terms of what how normal human interactions are and what right people are willing to put up with some you know from someone but something I always found strange about the show is I felt it like leapfrogged certain emotions to the point where they just were trying to telegraph to you, the viewer, what at what point in the plot you were supposed to be at. Hmm. And also in terms of like this, the micro character development of that episode. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so I've, I found the whole like triple date thing just almost too much for me to get behind, even knowing like this is just silly. And it was really funny and I liked it. I especially liked the Nathaniel date. But, um, yeah, where they're yeah. like going on the hike in the canyon and then there's the, like, the, yeah, the band playing um, underneath. Yeah, like Marty Macaroon playing like <laughs> 70s or 80s funk. That was really funny. Um, yeah, but I, I just also, kind of, I was like, I was Rebecca's like, such a mess. There's no way these three men are in love with her. True. Although I, it's true. And they've all seen the worst. They've all seen different aspects of the worst of her. You know, like none of them should be <laughs> yeah. um, in love with her because she really is kind of screwed each of them over for sure. I mean, maybe questionably with Nathaniel, but, um, you know, I I thought it was, I, I still kind of loved it. I was like, you know, I was I didn't I was turn it bored. off. I did uh, have fun. So. It was fun. Um, and then... You know, the the culmination of the show being... Oh, yeah, but I was going to say, but I was gonna, the other part of that sort of date sequence that I liked was, you know, the Christmas Carol kind of look into the different possibilities of your life. So that uh, was so in we, the finale, though. In the... Yeah, 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 true, 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 true. I think there's a sense of, like, yes, is this going to be, like, and my true love is me, you know? I mean, which we sort of get but sort of they don't really they don't really go that direction either I will say I mean you know the whole last season is about Rebecca putting in the work to um to deal with her BPD and but like she does I feel like it's very that the ending is very earned and you can absolutely see in any other season where Rebecca would have wound up with one of these guys and I love this Christmas Carol thing where she does see the vision of her with each of them and like guess what in each of them she's still depressed yeah Um, even though she like has a great life and she's but like each of them she's still dealing with her mental illness and you know it's this isn't gonna solve that you know ending up with them and I thought it was really profound actually this message yeah and like you know the show ends up being way more about mental health than you would have guessed at the beginning when the, the first time you heard the West Covina theme song, you know? Right. And it's almost sort of an anti, you know, uh, anti-romantic comedy 
ending where you, you know, a, a lot of these shows, right. It's about who ends up with who and the message of that being that it's not, that's just a part of your story. There isn't. Yeah. You, yeah. There, anytime in any actual life where you fall in love with someone or marry someone, that's never the end of it, unless it's a movie or a TV show. Right. Right. Um, and, and it just, it, it really worked for me. I, I think most of all, of course, Rebecca finding her love of musical theater you know, bringing that into yeah. which a also career. I now remember. You know, I said I got through most of the the finale before realizing it was the finale. Yeah, I realize now that's a lie. I went through fully the whole episode. Oh, so you got and to then the end. started the next one, expecting it to start with her singing. I'm now oh. remembering this, and that's when I figured out that I just watched the finale. So even, now wow. that that like adds another layer of what was robbed from me right because i watched her <laughs> go enjoy like that last yeah moment. like open her mouth to sing the song she's finally gonna like actually share the songs that had always been in her head with everybody she opens her mouth and then it's credits and i was kind of like okay cool next episode i had no idea and that would have had so much more weight for me <laughs> if i had known that was the last scene of the oh entire she- I, what would even series. the episode after that have been <laughs> well i don't know that's why i thought the whole episode was weird <laughs> Oh my god, Amanda, that's really funny. I'm like, I'm really disappointed in myself. Oh my god, I mean, I I do feel for you because you, yeah, you do kind of miss you kind of miss out on that moment. Yeah. I thought it was great this sort of the Sopranos ish ending uh, of cut. It's to like Black. I somehow spoiled it for myself by watching it. Right, <laughs> like that makes no sense, but I did. Of course, every time we've ever seen Rebecca do any singing or dancing she's in the terrible. show, she's bad at it. So, <laughs> yeah. and then and then when she writes a good song, I thought the episode of "Few from the End" with Sherry O'Terry was really good. Where she oh, Sherry O'Terry was such a dream. I, it made me um, realize how much big Sherry O'Terry energy I am yeah. <laughs> missing in my life. Oh. I. God, I love her. She doesn't get as much. She doesn't or doesn't do as much as like. Rachel I don't know. Drash yeah, I was wondering about Anna that. Anna Gasteyer. Yeah, like other kind of class of late nineties SNL. Um, but Sherry O'Terry is funny as shit. So like, Ugh. I mean, what a goofball. I'm hoping that now that that um, the book about the View came out, um, oh there's like a book that came out this week. It's like the true story of like I've been listening to so many different podcast episodes about it. It's about amazing, it. and I really want now. I'm like, we need to do the actual movie of this and and just bring and have Sherry O'Terry as Barbara Walters. Bring Sherry O'Terry back. Yeah. I'm hoping that SNL will like take this moment and do a. Like God, a do a revival skit. sketch. Yeah. I mean, yes. they've done that for other stuff. I could see them doing that. Um, get, like, Tracy Jordan back as Star Jones and, like, yeah. Get them all back together. That was one of the funniest. That was probably, yeah. Tracy probably Morgan. My, my Definitely my <laughs> initial familiarity with The View came from that sketch. So, yeah. those sketches. Um, but anyway, sorry. We were talking about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Well, I mean, just th- that episode where... where, uh, where uh, Rebecca kind of if at first realizes that she may have some chops as a 
as a songwriter. Uh, and then, of course, again, just being shot down and told that she's... <laughs> I thought that episode was really funny. Also, all of the, the medley of everyone's um, very stupid sexy songs that about about how like they're just yeah. women and <laughs> like in different contexts like i'm just a woman who can't do anything songs um anyway really great to me you know crazy ex-girlfriend can be could be an uneven show for sure i think that the yeah. whole series would have benefited from each season being shorter like more like this um because those first couple of seasons those first two are like 20 pretty traditional like 20 episode season yeah they were long yeah and there's a lot of great songs but um i think the best part about the show ending honestly was that everyone was coming out with their best of i loved all the lists crazy ex-girlfriend list and i was like i made myself i already had a crazy ex-girlfriend spotify playlist of course but uh all of those lists coming out expanded my playlist by like three or four times because i was like oh yeah i forgot about so many of these good yeah songs. there are so many songs so many uh. songs the uh and then my favorite song of the whole show jap battle got a great reprise in uh in one of those yeah. last episodes as well when they go to las vegas um just so many good songs i also really liked 11 o'clock the the last yeah, I thought that was song good. of the show I was working hard at a New York job making dough, but it made me blue. One day I was crying a lot, and so I decided to move to Escovina, California. Brand new pals, a new career. I admitted that's where Josh lived, and that's what brought me here, cause I was just a girl in love. Didn't want to be held responsible for my actions. I had many underlying issues to address and I didn't, didn't want to be crazy. No, wait, I didn't, didn't want to be crazy. To clarify, I got a diagnosis, a diagnosis, and I named the darkness. And though I knew I'd have problems again, I know I gotta move on to a new song, but I want to keep discoing. Yeah, weirdly, the last episode itself didn't. Oh, really? I think really only had that that one song. Uh, did oh, it have it, any? Did it have any songs? Well, it had the other song. It had the eleven o'clock song, and then it had the um, it had the one where everyone because the dates are in that episode, right? So it had where everyone's betting on the dates. No, uh, no, no, no. That's the that's previous the previous episode. one. Okay. The, so yeah, so the the, been... the the finale they go kind of go back in time, but it's her talking. It's after the dates, I think, and it's yeah. her talking to Paula. Okay, yeah. So that's when the eleven o'clock song comes in, and I thought that was uh, that was a really lovely one where she's got all of the all of the outfits of her previous sort of self. Yeah, selves. Um, yeah, kind of going with the peep. The <laughs> really go leaning heavily into the borderline personality disorder uh, yeah. diagnosis there with kind of dissociating and like. You know, I loved, like, where do you, Paula being like, where do you go <laughs> when you, when you look off into space? Like, well, And those songs end up in the show. And they're in the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to miss it. One of the, one of the greats to me, weirdly. No, I I'm have so glad that that, that show exists and existed and. Um... And then I can revisit it all the time through my amazing Spotify playlist. 
are, is this a commercial for Spotify? Spotify, are you giving us money? <laughs> I'm just glad that they're all there. There's also commentary albums on there. So if you guys, if anyone wants a link to my Spotify who are not paying us to do this uh, playlist of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend songs, happy <sighs> to share it. It's very good. Yeah, yeah po- Spotify doesn't pay anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mostly really excited to see. Also, like, Rebecca, I mean, Rebecca, Rachel, uh, Rachel Bloom, I am... Also, just like cannot wait until whatever she does next. Oh like, yeah, I, I was like wondering what that's gonna be. I have no idea, but I love Rachel Bloom. Like this show brought me Rachel Bloom, who is probably like my one of just one of my best famous people. I thought you were gonna say best friends. I oh, like, I wish. Oh no, Sarah. No, you're not. Oh though. no, no, I don't. I'm not that delusional. Um, but. I think she's such she's a good famous person. She's very good at Instagram and very she just seems like so funny, like actually really funny and great. So yeah, I want to meet her. Um, All right. What else? What are we watching? What are we not watching? Oh, boy. What are what are we what are we not watching? Well, actually, we that is a segment we usually do. I, I would say for not watching. There's this show when I was watching all of my hours of Superstore. Um, this NBC show that they kept advertising to me called Abby's um, about a woman, the the titular Abby, who uh, opens a bar or she runs a bar. It's not clear how this came about, but the, the trailer involves her in the backyard of the house she rents with a bar and her landlord discovering it. And you kind of wonder how he discovered it after so much infrastructure had been built. But anyway... <laughs> The, and I made you watch it's this trailer. Yeah, it's an yeah, it's like it's a full setup. bar, and he's just like, "Is this a bar?" And you're like, "Where have you been? You, this yeah. is your house." Anyway, um, they had to bring in contractors. Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's the whole thing is very strange. But anyway, I made you watch the trailer, and I feel bad being mean spirited about this because it's like just you called it like you know Cheers, but with a female Sam Malone, and like all that is great. It's a female led comedy, but. The jokes in the trailer just aren't funny. They were bad. Yeah, it's just like were, these are the best you can do. They were really bad. I mean, I, again, I respect the idea of like cheers, but a woman like is Ted Danson. Um, yeah, and that's a great idea for a show. Someone should do it well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why does this one look so bad? Yeah, the the and the commercial I got was not that full trailer that yeah. I that you watched. It was just you know short little snippet, and the only joke that was in it that they just kept playing over and over again every commercial break, um, which I realized I should just pay for commercial free Hulu, but no. Um, but the the joke that they kept playing was just them all spitting out the the booze from this one drink, and then the one uh, sidekick saying, "It tastes like the inside of a Santa suit," and that's clearly their best joke because I just heard it over and over again. To the and it's not it's good, like an alarm clock sound to me. That's not. It's a not good a good joke. joke. Why would it? What is the inside of it? Do you just mean sweat? I mean, like, all right. Yeah, or like, why specifically Santa? Does yeah. the, is the drink? Is it like has it have peppermint schnapps in it or something? Like, why, why that? That just that's one of those things that like I think the writers were like, this sounds funny, but it's right. not actually clever or anything. Well, and they and just like, kept sending that joke to me. Also, they clearly they were like for whatever they're they're like we're not gonna put enough effort into this show to like really. <laughs> make it all that funny so we need to like give it some other concepts so i feel like yes 
Well, it can't just be a woman bartender and her hilarious patrons, even though, again, that seemed to work fine for Cheers. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, it it needs to be, like, in this guy's backyard. (laughs) And then it also needs to be... I was watching, they're, they're like very big about how they're like actually filming the show outside and there's like a... In front of a live outdoor theater audience or like, studio audience. All right. Well, they're, wow, they're outside. <laughs> like, okay. I was watching this you thing. You not... put walls around those people. Cool. cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, this show looks But yeah, that's stupid. their gimmick. Yeah. It looks dumb. I agree. Yeah. Um, I feel bad. I hope everyone doing it is happy, but... Um, it's interesting because I was not getting pushed this show on Hulu. I didn't know well, about it. Well, were you watching another it. NBC sitcom? Um, I, yeah, I at, guess you're... Like, no, you're right. No you're end, right. as I yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. No, that's true. I think my problem is, it's interesting, I tend to, like, find out about new shows mostly by reading stuff. You know, because, like, I feel like a lot of... I do watch stuff on Hulu and... And I guess, like, that's, like, the main ad-driven, you know, kind of platform that I watch. And then, so it does make it harder to find out about the really terrible shows. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Yeah. that looks bad. Um, I had also been debating whether to put Fosse Verdon as a not-watching because I really didn't think I was going to watch it. Um, And I just kind of, like... I'm also just a little bit exhausted with Sam Rockwell as a human being. I don't know. Um, Listen, he can't help it that he's being typecast as a racist. As a raging racist. <laughs> ass misogynist. But a complicated racist. A complicated racist misogynist. Sure. Okay, well, actually, to be fair, there's nothing very complicated about George W. But, but you know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh God, I forgot about that one. How did I even forgot that he that I forgot that was one of the pieces of this pie? You forgot? Um, I thought I thought you said you'd never forget. Oh, you're right. That was a September eleventh. That was an eleven joke. Let's carry on. Why don't we just move on quickly <laughs> from that? That was good. No, it's good. <laughs> don't 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 oh. patronize me. Well, I was gonna maybe make it a not watching because I was like, I don't care about this. But then I watched one and I kind of liked it. So maybe I'll even talk about it in a few weeks. So, oh, well, it's not, it can't be a well, not I'm watching. glad that wasn't a not watching because I actually do intend to still watch that. And I, so. Yeah. And I don't know why I was so against it because I love musicals. So like what we just spent 40 minutes talking about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> right. right. Um, a watching for us both, uh, Fleabag is about to come back. Yes. Yes. I as think, we mentioned before. So that's I think exciting. very soon. I think next week. Yeah. Ah, uh, that um, sounds right. Yeah. Also very excited for another show that I I knew was happening and then completely forgot about and then was delightfully reminded this week. I think should also premiere um, by the time we talk again. Tuca and Birdie on You Netflix. told me about that. And that is, um, that, look, that looks great. Starring Ali Wong and Tiffany Haddish. Um, from the minds behind my favorite comedy, I think currently in air, you know, airing seasons, BoJack Horseman. Um, wait, that's your favorite. I think it is. Of course yeah. it's your favorite. I know. Everyone knows that. I know. Okay. I didn't, I didn't accurately detect the levels of 
fake shock in your voice. I was like, yeah, but I do have others. No, that is my favorite. Yeah. Clearly, I was doing like a massive eye roll. A massive eye roll. The only show that like I watched, it, it debuts, I watch a season and then immediately rewatch the season over again afterwards. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would watch literally anything that the team behind BoJack gave me, even if it involved Sam Rockwell, but... Um, I'm glad, I'm glad that this doesn't, um, and I mean, What if it involved Louis C.K.? Mm, I would consider it, yeah. I would consider it. They would never oh, do man. that to me, but I would consider it. Um, You're right, they would never do it, that's not, that's a stupid question. They're too smart That's like that. being like, what if Barack Obama was best friends with Hitler? It's like, right. well, then you wouldn't be Barack Obama anymore, you'd right. be a different person. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Changes yeah. the whole game. Totally unfair question. Um, I reject the premise of my own question. Changes the game, but you know, uh, I'm Toucan Birdie. It's about two toucan, a toucan and a, uh, I think just like a songbird of some kind is is um, is the other. Anyway, it's two bird ladies. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just deal with it. It's two bird ladies. <laughs> two bird ladies and and their adventures. And I I think it's like you know it's another. I don't know if there are any humans in this universe the way that there are in Bojackverse in uh, Hollywood. Um, but for this show looks great. Um, it, it, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so thrilled. I can't, I literally cannot wait to talk to you about this show. I'm assuming that we'll both love it. Yeah, I think, and we'll both definitely watch it. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Is that, that, that does it for us this week? I think that does it. I would sing us out on a song, but. No, um, no, nobody. Well, wants now you that. have to. Goodbye for now. Oh, I should have sang "We'll Meet Again." Oh well. <laughs> well you, you can still do it. Um, We're not done recording. We. How does that one go? <laughs> Wait, which one? We'll meet again. We'll like, meet, meet again. again. Don't yeah. know how. Don't yeah. know when. But I know we'll meet again. Wait, how does then that goes like? Isn't some sunny day? Some no, but it, for us it'll be some pleasant evening. Yeah, over G chat. Um, yeah. Anyway, you get the picture, and you don't listen song. to this podcast to hear us sing. So thank God. <laughs> thank. <laughs> nor do I. Yeah, um, you, you should be very lucky for you know grateful for that. So yeah. All right. All right. Till Bye. next time. Bye. Bye.